Hey everyone, and welcome back to Practically Zero Waste, a podcast for making zero waste living as practical as possible. Every day I learn more about the impact humanity has on the planet, and sometimes I come across things that never occurred to me before, such as the ecological impact of browsing the internet. Hmm. Today I talk with Jack Amen, CEO and founder of Web Neutral Project, the leading certification in website sustainability. We talk all about powering websites with solar energy, managing cloud storage, and making websites run more efficiently so we can waste less electricity. Being tidy with the things we store online is just one step we can take to reduce our environmental impact, so let's go. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself and what life was like before Web Neutral Project began? Yeah, so my name's Jack Amond. I'm the founder and CEO of the Web Neutral Project, which is a digital sustainability kind of consultancy, if you will, where we offer a carbon neutral certification for websites, carbon footprints, which I'm sure we'll get into later. But before uh, the Web Neutral Project, I founded and started a creative agency out of college, which focused on kind of bringing high-level branding, design, um, digital products, and that type of service to nonprofits and uh, kind of like socially conscious companies because we found we saw this gap between, you know, nonprofits and, and cause-driven companies being able to get this high-level design and website branding um, type of treatment that, like, you know, companies and bigger organizations got to have. You know, we offered this affordable kind of approach to bridge that gap helping these companies that are trying to change the world get that kind of cool design well, that's great. Um, experience for their you know causes. Cool. So from there, yeah. you were already kind of in the marketing and digital realm, and you were like, hmm, the internet, that should be powered by solar energy. <laughs> How do you make yeah, that leap? Exactly. It is kind of a, a natural kind of progression into why Web Neutral Project was started, because with our kind of socially focused and being around computers, and I'm a self-taught um, developer and designer, you, you kind of get really close to wanting to, you know, for your clients in today's day and age where, you know, people's attention spans are, are very short. You, <laughs> your, your goal for anything you build is to make it as efficient as possible, make the information on the site as accessible as possible so you get people's attention quick, get them, you know, going through websites, getting that action points. Um, as soon as possible when you're dealing with that type of efficiency you start to kind of look a lot more um, holistically at a website and a digital product and kind of figure out like okay like not only does this efficiency have a user um, standpoint but it also has an energy standpoint and what i mean by that is that one of our things we would offer to our um, our, our nonprofit organizations and cause-driven clients is uh solar-powered hosting solutions so mm-hmm. out here in california there is this company called the affordable internet services online a very basic name for a really yeah. like forward pushing um, company um, and we're really close to them so that's not me dragging on them we work with them in, in exclusive partners with them but and they offer the only uh, industries only in the United States um, on-site solar-powered um, hosting uh, solutions so they have cool. solar panels built built right on their property um, tagged uh, or tied right into their data centers um, offering really the only emissionless um, solar-powered hosting solutions. And our clients from the creative agency, which is uh, called Lab 300, they'd always be like, you know, this solar-powered hosting is super cool. We would like to showcase to our customers, to our our clients, to our stakeholders that we're powered by solar power. Could you design this up, you know, a little badge that we could put on our site to say, like, this site is powered by solar power. So we did that. And then people started reaching out to us like, hey, we want that badge. We want that solar power. And then we started looking at it. It's like, all right, so if, you know, the, the development and design of websites um, and mobile applications, hosting that digital product is 
only one aspect of how much power goes into creating these things, posting these things, and using these things. So we're like, let's start looking into the full kind of life cycle assessment of mm. a digital product. And luckily, there were tons, like a bunch of really cool, forward-thinking um, thought leaders on this subject, from like MIT to Stanford um, to Berkeley, uh, really pushing this digital sustainability narrative. So we reached out to them and started looking into like outside of hosting how does a website mobile application impact the environment through its energy usage and from there on we started developing our calculation and then we're like let's branch this off into a completely separate entity and therefore web neutral product was born that's amazing so let's start with that element of what about the internet is needing energy and what about it yeah. is inefficient and what about it is affecting the planet in the first place? And then we can Absolutely. talk even more about web neutral project solution. Definitely. Yeah. And that's the kind of funny part is that, you know, everyone is well acquainted with uh, the, like internet. the term the cloud, you know, everyone's information, their data, their pictures, everything is stored on the cloud. And it's, and it's conveniently named that because it kind of gives off this first impression that, you know, your data and information is actually stored in a, you know, non-physical entity. Yeah, it's just out there in the our, sky somewhere. Our, and what's kind of ironic about it, what we like to say is uh, that, like, that cloud actually, if you want to, you know, determine what it's comprised of, is primarily carbon dioxide. What I mean by that is is that cloud computing and everything that your website, your mobile application, the data on your phone, where it's stored, is stored on data centers, which are massive physical infrastructures all around the world um, that are powered 24-7, plugged in right to the grid. And basically a data center is a a building the size of a super Walmart, you know, somewhere out in the middle of, you know, Virginia or all over the place that is stacked with towers of computers that are run 24-7 that host all of our data. Um, And the internet itself and this cloud is basically comprised of like four main components, the end user device, which you're using you know, right now on your computer, your phone, on your tablet, the LTE networks, the phone poles outside your house, the fiber optic cap- cables that literally connect countries, uh, you know, lining the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean, wow, all right. the way to your modem in your house, you know, the blinking receptor thing that you have to unplug and plug every now and then because it just doesn't work, <laughs> um, all the way to the data centers. So, you know, when you're on your phone, say you're on your email, the energy and this also goes into our calculation for um, websites and mobile applications. Okay, we yeah. encompass all of these the system boundaries, if you will. All the ways of accessing that website are taken into account. Exactly. And so when you're on your phone, when you're uploading a picture, that picture traveled through this network. It came from it. was triggered from the data center where the picture was stored. It went all the way through the, the Internet's infrastructure from data towers to fiber optic cables all the way through your in-home infrastructure and then to your phone. At that entire breadcrumbs trail is powered and utilizes um, energy. The internet itself as it is now with only 50% of the Earth having access to the internet already powers. Uh, it would be, if the internet were a country, it would be you know behind only Japan, United States, India, China, and Russia. Whoa. And pollutes and those resulting emissions are larger than the global aviation industry. Um, so everything, yeah, our digital lives 
it's better than what it was before in sustainability terms. But in many cases, um, our digital lives are actually not sustainable. That's crazy. The internet is not something that people often would consider as being a huge power draw and being on par with the aviation industry in as far as CO2 emissions goes. Because I guess you have like like a a single laptop when you're using a laptop and it's heating up. Mm -hmm. Would these data farms of or like these giant buildings full of computers stacked up, would that get hot? Like, is that another draw of electricity is trying to keep all of that cool? Yeah, exactly. So cooling the data centers is a massive part of its energy intensity. Uh, And also what a lot of people don't know is that so there's not a lot of science and data out there on how often these data centers have to use their backup energy source, which the vast majority of them use diesel. So, you know, these things have to be turned on 24-7. It's a massive data center that utilize, you know, that powers uh, Microsoft's cloud that damages their customers, you know, experience. So these things have to be running 24-7 to be cooled, and not only that, they do use an incredibly dirty power to back it up, which is diesel, and we don't know how often, you know, a data center right could be down using its secondary power of diesel for days, and we just won't know. It just kind of kicks in automatically when, like, if exactly. power fails, then the backup power jumps in right away so that there's not a blip exactly. in the system, and then nobody's really bothering to track how often you have to rely exactly. on this backup power. Crazy. Obviously, the majority of our electricity, people don't even, I would say, I don't think about what my electricity source is very often either. I have often said um, that switching to an electric vehicle versus like a gas powered engine is a better option. But if my electricity that I'm charging my car with is still dirty fuel, um, fossil fuels, then it's, is it better? Like, it's hard to say. No, and that's, I'm glad you brought that up because that's kind of what the, the internet's kind of power supply is just kind of a microcosm of the overall global power supply. So, mm-hmm. it's, you know, however the internet is powered, is how, or so however the world is powered, is how the internet um, is powered. So, like, that's kind of well, one of our big things is that, you know, everyone, especially people who are sustainable, sustainably minded, are doing those things. They're, keep, you know, turning their lights off um, when they can. They're taking shorter showers. They're, they're you know, buying the sustainable pro- products. And then all of a sudden we come around and then say like, okay, well, you're doing that every day and you lay up, you know, lay in bed. You're just trying to go on your phone. Now you have to feel bad about doing that. (laughs) And and that's like the last thing we want to come across rather than that, you know, this should just tell you that the way we power just about every facet of our lives is is through dirty, you know, fossil fuel. They are just kind of running in in a, a runaway consumption of these fossil fuels. Runaway consumption, absolutely. And also in the back of our minds, because again, we're not really thinking about how much electricity. You're like, oh, if I'm on my phone, am I using less, you know, internet electricity than uh, if I'm on a computer with a really big screen? Like, like it's things that we have, we have no idea. Uh, So tell us, (laughs) how much electricity is it based on what you're looking at online on a certain web page? Is it how many tabs you have open? Is it like what kind of things when you're using the internet are having a larger draw than others? So that's a um, a good question because there's a vast reason why the internet consumes so much energy, but a good portion of the internet's global carbon footprint has to do with how websites are built. Nowadays, it's becoming more accessible and approachable um, to the average person to go build a website for their company and so forth. But the average web page size, just one web page size, has increased like tenfold over the past like, five years, hmm. meaning that the average amount of data that's hosted on these data centers um, is increasing. And that's how much data you're requesting while visiting 
those websites. And oh. So the longer, the longer time you spend on a heavy website, it consumes more energy down the line of the internet's infrastructure. And so that's one big portion of our certification is not only just here's how much you're polluting, you know, good work, let's you know offset you and go on. It's that we take active measures to make sure your website is as light, as efficient as possible, and that it's a large reason for why people spend so long on websites. Not only because it's a great website and they're learning a lot, but because they don't know what they're doing on the site. You know, there's no direction for them to go. You know, you go to a website and you want to go buy something, you should have less than 10 seconds to go find, get to that point where you're going to purchase something. Mm -hmm. People are just, you know, meandering around your site. They're spending unneeded time on that site and consuming enough energy. So we help in those direct ways to make your site more efficient, more readable, and get to the point where you're not only making it, you know, lighter, more efficient site, but you're also driving sales, or you're also driving engagement on what you should be doing um, in general. So yeah, the for when it comes to a website mobile application standpoint, the things that matter the most are the size of the site, how many people are accessing that site per month, per day. And like you brought up with regards to your laptop overheating, what devices they're using, how much energy it consumes by how much data uh, it's transferring through the internet differs depending on if you're using a cell phone or you're using your Wi-Fi. And we also include the energy that your laptop, your computer, your iPad or iPhone uses while accessing that site. So it's super thorough, uh, making sure we're not just you know hitting one corner of it. And we take the most kind of like pessimistic approach towards how much energy you're using so we can, you know, for safe measure, make sure we're covering everything. That's amazing. And I like, I'm just thinking, oh, well, I have a lot of tabs open. I will just close all those tabs <laughs> just so I'm not using as much <laughs> internet. <laughs> no, and, and that's, that's definitely that's, one of them though, right? That, that people will have maybe 30 tabs open Yeah. and it's putting a draw on the internet and the amount of carbon emissions that are resulting from that is higher than if you maybe closed all those tabs. Like that's just a small yeah. reaction to, to this conversation that people take away from this. If you don't need it open and if you're not currently looking at it, then maybe you can close it and save that little bit of energy. Yeah, like that's something people can take away from it. And there's also really cool tools online I can send you if you'd like Definitely, to share. Yeah. These Google Chrome browser extensions called like the Carbon Browser. So you, you plug it in and it basically monitors how much energy you're using while going through sites and stuff like that. And it allows you to kind of like see these really cool metrics to find out. That's um, cool. Your digital sustainability kind of experience. And then you can see what ways that you can improve when you're browsing the internet. You can choose websites that are maybe, or I don't know, that have a smaller carbon footprint, right? Yeah, exactly. Why solar power as opposed to other forms of renewable energy? Yeah, let's start with that. Why solar power? (laughs) Absolutely. Well, honestly, that, you know, when we started looking into like, how can we provide the greenest uh, hosting solutions to our clients, we went through pretty much all of the ones that were most accessible and none of them. So the reason why is because they're the only, it's the only power being offered that's on site through a hosting company that isn't like carbon offsets or renewable energy credits. So for instance, there there are many uh, hosting solutions out there that, you know, they'll say they're green. They're like, you know, running green hosting solutions, but they are basically offering normal hosting solutions, normal kind of energy intensive, you know, data center operations that are powered by the standard kind of energy mix that is primarily yeah, fossil fuels. fuels. But behind the scenes, they'll have a pretty robust carbon offset or energy credit and kind of expenditures to 
neutralize their own carbon footprint, giving them the ability to say they're green. And solar power wasn't necessarily our choice because, again, we um, offer it through our partners at Affordable Internet Services Online, who have really revolutionized the game that they have one of the most efficient and high-level data centers, and they are the only ones who are running it directly from the source, and they chose to do it through solar power. These other green companies, what they're using is fossil fuels and buying carbon offsets to make up for their energy usage. Is that because electricity that's powered by fossil fuels is often more predictable? What's the word for it? You know what I mean? So when you're dealing with solar power, do you, like, what do you do when in a peak time when lots of people are using that website, all of a sudden it needs backup power or something like that? Like, what is your backup power for solar hosting? of amazing professionals who've been doing this for like decades who yeah. run the data centers themselves so that's not like not really in our wheelhouse okay um, but they offer solar powered housing solutions we offer like 99 percent upkeep time um you know luckily it's in out here in california close to you know the valley so it's it's sunlight pretty much you know year round mm-hmm. as much as they need and if they've won awards for efficiency and upkeep of these of these data centers but what you said before is pretty much pretty much it you know it's like it's the easiest way to get up and running and start making money and to be to be offering these type of hosting solutions which is a profitable business is to do as the status quo stands and that is you know data centers that are all, that are powered by the existing you know energy mix and selling that at, a, at a, an affordable rate and for instance one of the people we work with is kind of an advisor level is tim frick at greenpeace he's at the head of their um it campaigning hmm. and he releases along with greenpeace a clean click report every single year which basically takes your favorite services from apple to google to spotify to you know soundcloud to twitter and then rates them on an a through f scale based on how transparent they are through how their data centers are powered, how their data centers are powered, and if they're making any steps towards greening their their digital infrastructure. And, you know, places like Apple um, and Google have done tremendous things to green their entire global uh, computing and digital operations. Cool. Um, Whereas someone like Amazon, AWS, which is called Amazon Web Services, runs practically a a large majority of the, the Internet's websites. Um, they have like a consistent D through F rating. Oh, um, no. because, yeah, which is unfortunate. Which is you know super unfortunate. Which they have the money and the access to resources. The they should be doing to, better to, to change this, and they've made pledges to do so. But people like Gary Cook at Greenpeace are, are holding them accountable, making sure that they change that. Dumb. I hate when it's like we have the money and the resources, but and nah. exactly. I yeah. know it's, it's it's super unfortunate, and that's why a big part portion of of our work, in which I think every you know, person who's, who's trying to do something uh, staring down this climate crisis is to to hold not only our business leaders but also our elected officials accountable to, to really make mm-hmm. these changes. Uh, because at this point in time, it's you know we've got to really make some Act sweeping now. Uh, changes yeah. to, to adapt to what's coming down the road. Exactly. And mitigate what's coming down the road. Yeah. The other thing about being powered by solar energy or hosting um, with solar energy is the only downside that like sometimes a web page may not load as quickly as something powered by fossil fuels. No. So luckily it is the exact same. There, There is no difference. Oh. So, like the only limitation I would say to, to trying to have like a fully sustainable and, you know, renewable energy driven hosting kind of solution, mm-hmm. which is just one portion of like your overall website carbon footprint is just like global operations for for instance like 
you know, AWS, Amazon Web Services, like I told you. They are global, they are easy to get on, and they are cheap. So mm. you can, you know, if you if you want to go down a sustainable route or you want to go down a quick route, that's like the big difference. If you're a starting web developer, you know, or building just a website, to, to get your site up and running, obviously the Amazon, you know, cheap kind of unsustainable route is the easiest and most widely mm. used. But luckily people, uh, companies like Google um, and, their, and their cloud platforms, they're making tremendous strides. They are technically carbon neutral um, when it comes to, they use, they invest in and purchase a lot of renewable energy credits and, and, and carbon offsets for their global digital operations. But they also do invest in and fund a bunch of renewable energy projects really? to, to uh, power. So yeah, luckily there are these big companies who have seen this as an issue, given that their entire operation is digital and they're making tremendous strides into counteracting that. So to your question is like, there is no difference in like the experience you'll have going okay. solar versus the alternative, but there is, you know, it is more difficult and you have to kind of go out of your way to try and do it more sustainably. Whereas everything that's widely available is just the status quo kind of super inefficient way. Mm-hmm. A lot of the really easy platforms to build your own website on like things like WordPress, blog building sites. Do you partner with anything like that where you're able to buy your domain through web neutral project and have it be hosted by solar power but then you can build your website through something like that's really user friendly yeah so that's actually something that's been in the works for quite some time oh great yeah we're trying to to work out some partnerships uh with wordpress with squarespace Mm -hmm. how that will work necessarily is still kind of like in uh, development, but we think that's like a tremendous idea, and I'm glad you brought that up because we, we keep like shelving it because we've got so many other things to do. But, but yeah, so many people, and the way the future is going is is these, you know, self-made website platforms that make it easy for everyone to get their you know their website up and running. Um, and there's no way, and that's like the easiest entry point to get people to start understanding kind of the the impact of their digital lives yeah. on the environment. So that's yeah, that's something we've we've got in the works. That's great. Yeah. How many companies yeah. are doing something like this? Are you the only ones who are powering your hosting services through solar power um, with like in partnership with this other company? Our main kind of product is our certification. So it's basically the, you know, lead energy, lead or energy star for the digital realm. So hosting, offering the solar powered hosting is just one portion of our overall certification. So we basically, our partners who offer the solar-powered hosting, when we sell it through, they are the only ones um, offering that solar-powered, like, That's crazy. Uh, emissionless hosting. But we are the only company in the United States right now who are addressing this problem in a manner that has, like, a real system change approach hmm. and, like, a certification standard that we are trying to make kind of the standard for calculating your carbon footprint of your website and your um, mobile application and taking the proper steps to neutralize that carbon footprint and therefore becoming certified which gives you a litany of benefits from sustainability and the marketing standpoint so definitely um, a marketing we are the only standpoint. company that's doing that um, but there have been a couple before us and there are a couple of um, international which to us is you know all the better we want more people working on this problem than not yeah absolutely it would be amazing to, to have even really big things like Google and Amazon and everybody yeah. just to like, even if it was just a portion of the hosting services that they offer or the internet usage yeah. that's going on, like was powered by solar energy, that would be incredible. How many solar panels does it take to um, power the internet? <laughs> <laughs> no, 
no, no. And honestly, that's a, I, I don't think what is the internet? <laughs> that is a great question. And honestly, again, it's the way the internet is powered is the way like the world is powered. So that's like a similar question to like, how do we get the entire globe, at least the United States to like, how do we get ourselves weaned off of fossil fuel power um, and onto more renewable energy power? Because, you know, it doesn't have to be all solar powered hosting um, in the same right as the energy, you know, how our, our country and world should be powered. It doesn't have to be solely solar power. We need to have a, you know, a variety hands on yeah. kind of renewable energy menu, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Um, of hydropower, of wind power, of, of solar power. That's how the, the same way the internet should be powered is in the same way that we should be just powering everything. Exactly. Um, and they yeah. all inter, they intertwine. Uh, so it, it's really a question of our overall kind of addiction to fossil fuel. It is an addiction, isn't it? How do you take mm-hmm. an entire society that has been like, hey, this is a really great resource. Let's use gas and let's use fossil fuels and all of these things that, you know, it's it's easy and it has become more and more cheap over the years. So how do yeah. you draw people away? How can we make it really appealing to switch to some sort of solar hosting services yeah. or solar anything? Luckily, we live in a really cool time where just in general sustainability and environmentally conscious everything is really prevalent um, and preferred mm, uh, when it mm-hmm. comes to like, especially in you know younger generations from millennials down, um, like the, the science is out. If you if you offer them product one and product two, product one is just your standard, and they're the exact same product, but one of them has like an environmentally conscious focus, or it's powered by renewable energy. It has some socially conscious aspect of it. 90% of the time they're going to go, they're going to purchase, they're going to, you know, become loyal to that brand that, that has that socially conscious focus. So the, the, the socially conscious consumer and just person in general is becoming a more prevalent average around uh, in just about everything today. So, you know, for us, because we're dealing in such a niche when it comes to like the internet and the internet's energy intensity and the emissions that result from that, it's a little bit different of trying to educate people and make them aware um, of the aspect. But in the overall scheme of environmental, environment, environmentally conscious products and alternatives, um, luckily it's, it's super easy. It's just about getting that information to the person. As soon as they know uh, that their website can be powered borderline carbon neutral for the exact same price 99% of them want to do it but they just don't know that information out there so that's kind of a tale that goes for a lot of um, uh, sectors is that you got to break that like education barrier and then as soon as people are aware they'll they'll, they'll love to support that type of stuff given the two options you're right a lot of people would think well if they're the same price then I might as well be (laughs) supporting the environmental initiatives that are out there are there any other um, things that Web Neutral Project is doing that uh, you want to brag about, that you want to kind of share with people? We are trying to expand a little bit here in Los Angeles and start hiring. And we're working fully remote right now, but we are going to be producing a enterprise uh, dashboard for big clients. We've got a few bigger names in our back pocket that are going to be reaching out for like test clients like Patagonia and Etsy and oh, some others. Um, and basically what the enterprise dashboard is going to be it's for larger companies who want to monitor and manage their global digital operations carbon footprints it's basically a plug and play you make an account on our site you go in it's like a google field you type a new url and a plug it points out how much the your, your carbon footprint the differences between um, devices um, carbon footprint where your data centers are located around the world 
what those data centers are powered by, by their local energy mix, how you can change it, what tools you can use, um, and so forth. So really full-scale kind of like dashboard for uh, corporate social responsibility departments to use to add to their sustainability efforts. I guess it's not like the most exciting thing to promote, uh, <laughs> but that's what we're excited about on our but end. I think but it's no, valuable. We're still, you know, it's yeah. certainly valuable because if you can't measure, if you're not measuring your emissions or your impact on the world, then you're not able to be aware of what needs to be changed. And so I think that's valuable exactly. to be able to offer that to exactly. larger companies. That's great. I would love to talk again just about like, what are a few more ways that people can reduce their own carbon emissions while using the internet? Is like, is it useful yeah. to turn off your internet when you go to bed? Like I have recently switched to like a power bar with a little off switch um, for kind of quite a few things that are plugged in in that desk area. But one of them yeah. is the internet router and we just turn off the internet at night. <laughs> is that good? Exactly. <laughs> no. So like, unfortunately, that's the thing is that this kind of goes into that overall conversation of like, you know, personal, uh, like individual action versus, you know, collective action and what's like the, the, the best approach to really making kind of like full systems change. And honestly, you know, the best way you can do is be aware of it, talk about it, and advocate around just how the, your digital lives impact the environment. Um, and ideally add that to your overall, you know, uh, activism when it comes towards voting for the proper legislation that'll make sure that mm-hmm. turning our future towards a more renewable energy powered future. But for, uh, for the internet, the best thing you can do is if you are a website owner, is to get your site a certified by Weather Neutral Project, that'd be great. Reach out to us and we can neutralize the entire carbon footprint of your global digital operations and give you really cool benefits and a, a certification similar to LEED that will um, add you to a whole list of a bunch of cool um, companies that are doing the same. Yeah, that's um, awesome. But also just simple simple things like uh, by, yeah, just getting your website um, hosted by solar power. Um, because unfortunately, the internet, whether you are using it or not, is being turned like 24 7 mm-hmm. um your data even if your laptop's turned off it's being stored in that data center that is turned right on up in the clouds right um, so the best way you can take is kind of at the, the approach of if you're running a website a mobile application or any type of uh, digital infrastructure it is yeah you want to have that made, made sure that it's powered by the right um and hosted by the right resource the, the best things you can do at home um, it kind of goes into the overall you know limiting your energy consumption usage just, you mm. know unplug your uncharge your laptop while it's uh, just sitting there yeah turn off your computer at night that type of stuff but but again we need to kind of all band together through a an open line of, of advocacy and awareness and, and really use this information to to push for larger structural change because the, the individual actions although they are they're great and they they, they do help um, you know, we need, everyone needs to kind of work together to put more pressure on, on the people at the top to make sure we're making these changes. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess like turning off um, your router and things and, and your laptop and everything is still good and you should still do it from an energy efficiency uh, standpoint and making sure that you are reducing your own personal consumption of electricity, which in most cases is exactly. fossil fuel powered. That's still good. But you're right. That doesn't take away the fact that data is being hosted all around the world on these giant servers and that's putting a draw on um, electricity and creating carbon emissions so what about like 
deleting your old MySpace account and like whatever else, right? Like, <laughs> should you go back and clean um, you up know, your stuff yeah. on the internet? Where you're just like, oh, I don't use. Uh, there was a cool study not too long ago that showed like uh, one email pollutes something like 0.2 grams of CO2 per email, and there's like trillions of emails sent every single day. Mm. Um, there's a ton of those like really cool stats that really makes this this issue super relatable in a sense. Like for instance, like Netflix. Right now, like almost 15, 20% of all internet streaming traffic around the world, and it's going to only grow. Yeah, and wow. like the watching a Netflix show for two hours at their like standard HD quality, it basically leads to like some, like using the same amount of energy that it, that results in the emissions of like burning through like four or five propane tanks for barbecues. Oh my uh, gosh. It's always, yeah, so there's all these really cool, yeah, like for, they're, cool they're but alarming stats. Yeah, exactly. Cool, but alarming. Um, but again, again, it's just like, and it's not your fault that the, the internet and the, the world is kind of like powered like this way. Um, what if you watched maybe but, you know, one less show a day? That could be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, because that just puts like, you know, the, the blame on, on the end, the user basically for, for this mm-hmm. massive problem that has been created without their, you know, consultation basically. So yeah, the, the, the best thing you can do is try to be as energy efficient as much as possible. But there are, like, I don't know if you've heard of Ecosia. Ecosia is basically a search engine. It's, it's a, basically like Google based in Berlin, but it donates 80% of more of its profits. It, it runs ads and everything from its site, just like Google does, but it, it, it uh, donates 80% of its um, profits to nonprofit organizations that focus on uh, reforestation. So you instead of using yeah. Google searches every single day, um, you use Ecosia, and they donate trees every single time you search. Amazing. Um, which is really cool. And then, like I said, there's this carbon browser, which I forgot who it was developed by. I should know that. Um, which you can just plug in um, on your browser, and it'll just show you, make sure you know, oh, this is how much energy I used while using the internet this week. Um, and then you can take the steps to offset that through however, you know, offset providers you would like to, to, to purchase. Um, cool. And then, yeah, just making sure you're turning off your, you know, your computers at home and stuff like that is the best way to kind of really take that individual action. That's so many great ideas because <laughs> the, it kind yeah. of when you're faced with this new, this new idea of like, oh, yeah. all of my time on the Internet is still having an environmental impact. Like, what the heck? Yeah. Who knew that? I didn't yeah. know that until <laughs> I was looking up how to get a website. That's so valuable to have some solutions for people because it's going to feel a little bit of a like, well, that sucks. Now everything fun is over. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's what we really don't want to do because, like, the worst. Yeah, as, as anyone who's kind of in the sustainability space, like how you get people to not be involved and excited about anything is you you shame them. You know, yeah. and that's not you take away their internet. Want, yeah. What we want to do is just like, <laughs> hey, you, you know, this resource that is the internet, which is like revolutionized the way we communicate and has mm-hmm. unbelievable potential to lift people out of poverty and just like revolutionize the way we go about our lives um like unfortunately it is just like the auto industry it is just like any industry that has gotten started up in a in a super fast growing manner mm-hmm. it's utilizing the power that's available and unfortunately right now it's false fuel and it's going to take some some large-scale awareness you know it's taking us you know till now to really get really behind you know electric vehicles when it comes to like tesla i know um, yeah. so it's, it's that same kind of process 
Yeah, and making it affordable too, like an affordable alternative um, for a lot of people is is also should be the priority because if it's not cheaper than fossil fuels, people aren't going to change. Not to be discouraging, but (laughs) what else is Web Neutral Project doing to kind of um, get its name out there and get this movement out there of switching to solar hosting um, around the world? Yeah, so we are um, partnered with the California Green Business Program. Um, and the Green uh, Business National Engagement Network, um, which is a mouthful, but they are basically all the green business programs, which are primarily on the West Coast um, states for businesses that just, you know, brick and mortar businesses, any business that wants to make their entire operations uh, green business certified. Um, So we got our certification integrated into their certification. So you can get points towards your green business certification (laughs) if your web neutral project certified. I love that. Um, and so we are trying to establish that. those partnerships all over the place. Like for instance, B Corp, which I'm sure, sure you've heard of, the Environmental Protection Agency, Green Power Partner um, Program, the United Nations Environmental Program. So we are really trying to establish those institutional um, relationships, which not only legitimizes the work we're trying to do, but also makes people aware at the highest levels. Because, you know, it's just the EPA and the United Nations Environmental Program are, are trying to further their sustainability efforts um, through the digital realm, then people will, will, will uh, react to that positively. That's so great. So where can people yeah. go online to find you um, and learn more about uh, Web Neutral Project and also how they can make a difference environmentally with the internet? <laughs> so you can find us at webneutralproject.com or on Facebook. Um, I was just um, in Forbes um, magazine for the Forbes 30 Under 30 oh, um, this year. Uh, um, so you can read about it there. Um, but yeah, so like, again, the, the first step is just being aware. We want people to, to be aware. The, the, the internet and our digital lives are, you know, completely intertwined. Like someone I, I know made like a joke, not like really a joke, but an observation like a couple of weeks back. It's like, do you, don't you remember when it was like, like I, you would say like, I'm going to go on the computer or I'm going to go you know, use the computer. That's such an odd time because now we've just not, you know, our computers are in our pocket. Like we basically are becoming like computers. Not like a dystopian black mirror way, but we are just, we are just, we we are, we are, we are the internet itself and and how our social lives are are becoming almost inseparable from the internet and, and people need to be aware that it has an actual impact on the environment because being aware allows them to educate themselves on the overall issues to actually you know make those changes um through their actions and through their votes and, and so forth but um other than you know being aware of course navigating for this type of stuff is is when you're ready to take action you know you can reach out to us at webnutralproject.com and we can help you neutralize any carbon footprint of any digital product websites mobile applications that you own your friend owns your company owns um, and we help you make sure that that sort of, it's not just a, you know, green certification that makes you feel good. It actually helps you benefit, uh, your website, your company, um, and making things more accessible and, uh, easier to use. Yeah. And like what you said earlier that like shaming does not work to in- encourage people, obviously the opposite things. Yeah. Um, the idea of getting this green certification for your company or, um, a friend of mine sent me a thing from, uh, her borough in Montreal talking about an eco-citizen certificate that she was awarded for yeah. composting, like things like that build people up and get them not only aware, but excited exactly. about like, look, I made a difference. Look at me and you can do it too. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I 
love that that's something that you're working towards too is this positivity this this energy towards making a positive environmental impact on everything including the internet <laughs> yeah that's exactly. great like i said we've got only half of the internet there the global population has access to the internet so we're at a pretty critical juncture to really determine how the future of the internet is going to be powered and and we we have the knowledge the, the, the you know the access to this information that can really lean you know teeter us towards that edge of actually making the right choices and hopefully power the the future of the internet by renewable energy so yeah it's a really cool time that's awesome i love it i and also just yeah. the whole um I would also like to encourage people to consider their internet usage. And while there's little that we can do as individuals, uh, there is something that everyone can do, which is just use less internet and also um, store less online. And uh, I don't know, maybe use a hard drive to back stuff up instead of putting it all in the clouds. Because, yeah, Yeah. you're right. Consciousing how much data you're using and and what you're storing and, and all that, and it definitely helps. Having, like, digital... Um, tidy spaces too so that you're not um, yeah. keeping unnecessary digital clutter um, especially yeah. if it's being stored online I I think that would also be really valuable for people to go minimalist with their uh, digital storage as well <laughs> or their online storage oh yeah it's like a clean room is a clean mind to me it's like my desktop my my dual drive is all messed up I could, down, I could have like a panic attack but that's just me but yeah <laughs> digital digital clutter is a, is a good way to put it definitely something you should say you know clean up yeah exactly well great thank you so much jack yeah thank you i appreciate it thanks again for listening everyone if you want to learn more about lowering your carbon footprint online you can check out their website webneutralproject.com or reach out with your questions to info at webneutralproject.com if you like today's episode you might also enjoy episode 39 construction and renovations or episode 49 about electric vehicles you can find those in our archives wherever you get your podcasts I want to thank everyone for the wonderful reviews I've been seeing on Apple Podcasts lately and messages in my inbox and on Instagram. This community is so lovely and I read everything you guys send me. If you haven't yet left a review, you can do that by going to the Apple Podcast app and writing a review or leaving a rating. If you want to get in touch, I'd love to know what you've been up to this week. Playing in the snow? Going to the beach? Going to see the Arkells live in concert like I did? How have you tried to keep these things low waste? Send an email to practicallyzerowaste.gmail.com or message me on Instagram at practicallyzerowastepod if you'd like to tell me. That's all for now. Have a great week, everyone, and talk to you soon.